the number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Are you an overthinker? And, and because you're an overthinker, do things get overcomplicated for you? Because do you ever stop yourself and say, I'm, I really am thinking about things here that are never going to happen. I'm catastrophizing. I'm, 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 I'm thinking huge things. And sure, it's only a small little item. Do you do that? I think we all do from time to time. Jennifer Davy is a life coach uh, and specializes in overthinking and other elements of neuroscience. Jennifer, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. We all do it, I think, don't we? But what exactly is overthinking? I think overthinking for a lot of people is replaying or running over and over again a comment they might have made in the past or a conversation or a reaction they had to something. And the problem with it is that it is in the past. So there's absolutely no amount of thinking or redoing that can change that fact. And what happens for a lot of people, from my experience, is that by doing this, they are really eradicating their chance of being productive in their day, of being certain about the new decisions they need to make about their present and their future. And that leads to lots of negative self-talk, questioning of kind of self-confidence and it really is like a poisonous effect like it's very very damaging on the mind and the body and so many of us do it like so many of us and we do it without even thinking about it without without you know without being conscious of it yes i think so i think a lot of people um i know i used to do this um but they they have they're naturally kind of um they're naturally inclined to overthink. Now, what I mean by that is some people are kind of highly sensitive people. They're very kind of like, like empaths is a term we hear a lot. They're very reflective. And that's a good thing. There's nothing wrong with being reflective, being a deep thinker. But what can happen as a result maybe of pressures in life, overwhelm, maybe some anxiety or any other kind of challenge to our headspace, that those of us who are naturally inclined to to reflect on things can start to overthink. And when it becomes overthinking, it's running over stuff that has happened already. And that's the problem, you see, because we can't change it. Yeah. It's a complete waste of time and energy. Yeah. And 
it makes us feel very powerless yeah. because we're like, oh, I should have said that to her. Oh, the next time that happens, I'm going to tell her exactly what I think. But you see, we know in our heart of hearts that we can't change it. So it just makes us feel that bit more uncertain, that bit more um, self-confident. And people who overthink in that way, they're a lot less um, likely to contribute at a, at a meeting in work. They're a lot less likely to be honest when asked their opinion. They're a lot less likely to actually say, no, sorry, you can't do that to me. I don't like it when you speak to me like that. Mm. You know? Yeah, they're they're self-conscious. Like, you take the the, the work meeting. So, if you're Mm -hmm. at a work meeting and you bring something up and it dies a death Mm -hmm. on the boardroom table, if you're an overthinker, Mm -hmm. in six months, you might have the best idea in the world but you're not going to voice it because the last one got trashed on you. Absolutely. And what will also happen then is you might have a great idea and you will sit with that for a couple of moments, but that inner critic will run into that situation and go, hang on, the last time you said something, it absolutely died to death. And you really looked like a total and utter imposter. And you looked really, really stupid. So don't do that again. So that's what that's what happens. Yeah, you know. The so other, that potential. There's another is, skill is is squashed. Yeah, there's another skill that I try. I think we all try, particularly in, in this line of work, when you 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 come across the most awful things that people have to go through in their lives. And if you took it all home, it would drive you mad. You have to learn mm-hmm. to compartmentalize or to box off. And we don't spend time thinking about how to do that. That's a really good point. I mean, that's where that's where boundaries come in. And the word boundaries is kind of seen as a kind of a negative thing. If you're, you have notions, if you have boundaries or something like that, but that's not true at all. I mean, boundaries is just a kind of, it's a way of protecting your energy. It's kind of a, a line in the sand that you say, that's okay, but that's not. It's actually a very, very, very healthy thing. And I think the more responsibilities you have in life and the more people that you're responsible for, whether it be if you're a parent or a carer or a manager in, in an office, boundaries are important and when we don't have boundaries it's near impossible to compartmentalize things or to kind of leave things in the workplace or leave things in the home Mm -hmm. and what happens then is because we can't compartmentalize things everything becomes like a wash machine you know like when the wash machine is on that final spin at the end and it's like zoom 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 our heads are like that Mm -hmm. because we have work stuff coming into our minds at night when we're trying to maybe put the kids to bed and then when the kids are in bed we're saying jesus why couldn't i just switch off i really want to be present with my children this is something i see a lot with clients i really want to be present with my kids or i want to be present when i visit my elderly parents um on a friday morning as i always do but i can't because i keep thinking about this and that leads to a lot of kind of bashing you know a negative self-talk what's wrong with you why can't you switch off so it's like a vicious cycle You know, so overthinking and that piece on boundaries and, as you said, compartmentalizing and then the negative self-talk, it all kind of goes hand in hand and one kind of triggers the other. So we're in a kind of a spin. It it, it can make relationships difficult, too, in that if partners or even colleagues are disagreeing on something, 
the, mm. the overthinker, I believe, cannot keep the disagreement in the moment. And let us oh, disagree no. about what's in front of us. Let's forget about something that we disagreed on six months ago or two years ago. Mm-hmm. That's gone. That's done. That's over. Leave it out. But the, the overthinker brings it back. Oh, completely. It never goes away because it's like, particularly like you said, a disagreement, right? Um, or even just a different differing of opinions in, in the workplace that I would have seen, even because I was a secondary school teacher for 13 years up to recently. And I would see how even if you had a very strong student in sixth year and they would have a difference of opinion and a teacher who's not an overthinker would be able to enjoy this fact that they have such a strong student in their class. And that's a really good thing. But if you're a teacher who's an overthinker, um, you would make that mean something else potentially. So when you're an overthinker, you're replaying a conversation in your head. So not only are you not moving on from it, but you're attaching meaning to that. That's not actually true at all. So rather than saying, that's great that I have a student who had that very unique perspective on that Heaney poem, for example. Instead, you're saying, that student was trying to show me up. They, that yeah. person at the meeting was trying to make me look like I don't know what I'm doing. Mm. And you're attaching meaning. So what happens is not only overthinking a situation, but you're making all these assumptions that are not based in fact. Yeah. Or you end up, and what happens, the, you end yeah. up catastrophizing, which is an awful oh, thing. Yes. Why do we do that? An awful why, thing. why do we do that? Well, I suppose, you see, the thing about um, overthinking and catastrophizing, right, is... If you have a strong um, confidence in yourself, your negative, your inner critic just won't get this airtime that it, it's trying to get. So you're just like on your bike. No, that's not true. Off you go. But if you're an overthinker, you will let that in a bit too much and you will you will hear that a little bit. So every time you have a good idea or every time you're about to say, well done for doing that or God, you're great, like you're, you know, say something good about yourself your inner critic will come in and it will just demolish that and you'll start thinking what if that actually did happen Mm. oh my god and your brain you're triggering it you see so that old brain that fight or flight part of our brain will start to troll these potential scenarios at you Mm. because that's what it's supposed to do it's supposed to protect you but because we catastrophize it we're throwing situations at us that are completely farcical that will never happen that there's nothing in our actual true life that would make us believe that 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 thing we're catastrophizing could actually happen so like i was saying a moment ago with the boundaries and the negative talk it's a cycle again so it's about being aware of what you're saying in your head If you can be aware of those maybe patterns in the words or phrases that you use when you're overthinking, if you can be aware of those negative ones, you can stop it Mm. and you can stop the overthinking leading to something else, whether it be catastrophizing, whether it be uh, negative self-talk. Or how, however it manifests in a person, you know. Yeah. I, I think more and more people are overthinking in, in these modern days. We're more enlightened days and we're looking to the past and we're thinking that was wrong and we're completely overthinking the whole situation. How do, mm. We need to stop that. Certainly. And I think what, like anything, if we're going to go back and look at something, 
okay, that there's nothing wrong with kind of, you know, you know, reflection on something. Mm. But if we're going to do it, then I would always advocate that we do it in a way that's purposeful, that's actually going to lead to some kind of conclusion. So, for example, rather than looking back on a situation or a comment that you made at a party in 1992 or something or a conversation you had with a parent that didn't go the way you wanted to go like 25 years ago or whatever, Look at it and say, okay, what actually happened? And not how I saw it or how I experienced it, but what actually happened, what was actually said. And rather than saying, they shouldn't have done this to me, or you shouldn't have done this, you say, what can I learn from this? What can I take from this? Because things like that will happen again in that people will challenge us again. Situations will push us to our limits again. So if we can look at past experiences rather than sitting in them and feeling all that nastiness that we felt and that unpleasantness that we felt in the moment, rather than sitting in that, we look at it and we say, when or if that happens again, what can I do differently? Okay. What can I learn from what happened before? And you're looking at the experiences, but you're making it work for you. So you're not sitting in the old stuff, you're reframing it. Okay. And when you bring awareness to something, it's hard to unknow it. You know, when you know something, you can't ignore it. You know, so for example, if you knew, but if you know by looking back at something and you said, I reacted too much, I didn't give myself some time, a moment to respond. That's what I need to do differently. I need to give myself a moment and I don't mean that you have to say, look, I'm, I'm going to go for a walk now. Let's pause this conversation. I'll come back. I mean, literally just a couple of seconds to just breathe, mm. just breathe and think. And when we bring awareness to things like that, it really does make a huge, huge change. Okay. It really does. All right. Jennifer Davey it can be contacted wellbeingwarrior.ie. Thanks, Jennifer. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.